0: You know, every day it seems like there's more anti-police sentiment out there, from some idiot politicians to actors and uh, other celebrities that want to throw their two cents in on why we don't need the police. These people just need to go away. That's why I am so happy, and it's so refreshing to see people out there that fervently support our brave men and women in uniform. Kyle Reyes is a friend of mine. He's been on the show before. He's the CEO of the Silent Partner Marketing. He's also the national spokesman for the biggest online law enforcement publication out there, Law Enforcement Today. He's a husband and a father, keynote speaker, an entrepreneur fueled by a combination of bravado, caffeine, and humility, a gun-toting, meat-eating, Christian, thin blue line backing, veteran-loving, whiskey-drinking patriot. You're going to love this episode with my friend Kyle Reyes next on the CJ Evolution Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Big shout out to the brave men and women out there who serve their communities every day. You have much support. Thank you for what you do. Keep up the fantastic work. I want to give a big thank you to our sponsors out there. One of them is Detecticam. This amazing company is keeping our brave men and women safe by offering mobile threat detection available for the palm of their hand, detecting illicit drugs, explosives, saving lives every day. If you head over to cjevolution.com, you're going to see a link to Detecticam. See what this amazing company can do for your organization. You know, I want to talk about a great company out there, Extra Duty Solutions. This amazing company helps law enforcement agencies add efficiency and effectiveness to their extra duty programs while allowing them to focus on what really matters, the safety of their citizens. They work with law enforcement agencies to administer their extra duty programs. They handle client interactions, scheduling, client invoicing and collections, officer payments, feedback, problem resolution, cash flow management. Their services are provided at no cost to the department and minimal cost to the clients, programs to be customized to meet the goals and unique needs of the agency. Folks, head over to extradutysolutions.com, see how they can help your organization. On to the show with the one and only Kyle Reyes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm very excited to have my friend Kyle Reyes back on the show. Kyle, are you there?
1: I'm here, man. I'm excited to be home.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here, brother. I know you're very, very busy with so much you're doing for first responders and brave men and women in uniform everywhere. For those people out there, and I know you were on the show about a year ago. We'll have that linked up in the uh, show notes. But for those people out there who don't know who Kyle Reyes is, Who is Kyle Reyes?
1: Well, male underwear (laughs) model. So uh, I'm the national spokesman for one of the largest online homes for law enforcement in America. It's a platform called Law Enforcement Today. Uh, Our focus right now is bridging the gap between civilian and civil servant. And I guess my day job, I run uh, America's most patriotic marketing agency, um, and I, I'm also a professional troll for sport when I see people who are attacking those who serve and protect our communities in our country. So that's yeah. sort of my hobby on the side, but you know, more importantly, I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm a proud conservative. I'm a husband, I'm a father of three beautiful little girls. And uh, that's me in a nutshell.
0: Well, thank God you were doing what you were doing out there, Kyle, because we need a lot more people like you out there doing it. Now talk a little bit about silent partner marketing, which you mentioned.
1: Sure. So all anybody has to do is Google the snowflake. <laughs> I want you to talk about that. Learn everything that they could possibly want to learn about us. So we, uh, our, our role as an agency is to design and execute the marketing strategy soup to nuts with our clients. So we produce about 10,000 videos a year. We spend close to $12 million a year on uh, social advertising. Um, we do a lot of cool stuff, but I was having a problem getting decent employees in here a few years ago in the application process. Everybody was a damn snowflake. And frankly, I was sick and tired of being in the interview process, and you would have people who were just out of school who thought they should get 12 weeks paid vacation. Stock options. Oh my God, man. <laughs> and honestly, I figured one of two things was going to happen. Either I was going to get better applicants in here or I was going to punch somebody in the throat and have a whole other set of issues. <laughs> and so we launched the snowflake test. It was uh, 30 questions, short answer essay style to get to better know candidates. Uh, it was questions like what does America mean to you? How do you feel about guns? How do you feel about the police? Um, when was the last time you cried and why, uh, what's your favorite adult beverage? Uh, you walk into a, you're sitting in a Starbucks with a friend drinking coffee. Somebody walks in, hands you a gun and says in 30 seconds, someone's going to come in and start shooting. What happens next? Um, here's a little hint for you. It's a <laughs> trick question because real Americans don't drink Starbucks. <laughs> And so the media got a hold of this and within a week of doing a bunch of appearances on Fox and Friends and Barney and Company and Risk and Reward and Louder with Crowder and the Adam Carolla show and you name it, Milo, uh, it just exploded and we got 40,000 emails in a week and we were not set up for 40,000 emails, (laughs) 10,000 job applicants and Fox and Friends actually did a follow-up with us. It's been two years now that came out. Uh, They spent a day with us and showed what it's like working for America's most patriotic marketing agency. So that's us, you know, God is the CEO of our company. Um, we are driven by honor and integrity and family and doing the right thing. And we're just blessed to be able to help a lot of people in a lot of very cool and unique ways. And we get to meet some American, you know, some great American patriots in the process.
0: And I love it because you're all about, you know, it's, you're just so authentic. What you see is what you get. And that, and you know, Kyle, people, some people just don't like that shit. They want you to just do the politically correct thing. And I love it because you, you say what you mean, man, and you're very, very uh, authentic, which I, uh, which I think is
1: great. I appreciate that. You have got to look yourself in the mirror. I looked at it and said, when I started the company, we had more than we're based out of the People's Republic of Connecticut, and there are more than seven hundred thousand registered businesses in Connecticut, or where there were at that time. There are probably like seven businesses left in Connecticut now. Um, and I did the quick math on that, and I said, you know what? I wouldn't want one percent of all of those companies as clients, that would be too much to handle. And we're a national marketing agency. So you know the the business definition of that simply means that I can piss off ninety nine point nine nine percent of all people, and my company's still crushing it. that that there's so much winning associated with those metrics. It's not even funny. And when you embrace who you are as a person and what you believe in and you translate that into your company culture, you will win every time. Mm -hmm. Now, what was you guys, like I said, do so much, you
0: and your team do so much for for law enforcement everywhere. What was the catalyst? I mean, did you, do you have a background in law enforcement? Do you have family in law enforcement? I mean, what got you started on this path, brother? I know your faith is big, but what got you started where you are uh, you know, on the path you are today.
1: A lot of family and friends in law enforcement and someone really close to me, a uh, member of the family pulls over a guy who's gone 125 and a 55 and walks up to the vehicle and the guy's live streaming it on Facebook. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, wait, is this, can I swear a little bit in this? Okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, so the guy goes, you pull me over cause I'm black. And this, State trooper goes, well, no, I pulled you over for going a buck and a quarter and a 55. he goes, you're going to arrest me because I'm black. He goes, no, I'm probably going to arrest you because you're an asshole. There's a really <laughs> big difference there. And the whole thing's being live streamed and he ends up getting written up for saying that. And I, I realized in that moment that those who serve and protect, the enemy isn't just the bad guy anymore. They're finding pushback in their own departments because of what's happening in the national media Mm -hmm. and with the change in social media. And I've seen incredible warriors, people who got into law enforcement because they just wanted to be helpers, and they end up in a real tough spot where they end up having to take a life to save other people. Mm -hmm. And now in doing so, in protecting other people, they are under a microscope and their careers and their families are all on the line. And you know what, man, that's just wrong. I don't give a damn what side of the aisle you're on politically. That is wrong. And what does that ultimately do? It it leads to people saying, the hell with law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to go into that path? And when you begin to whittle down the thin blue line, what do we have left protecting society?
0: Yeah. And I talk to a lot of people, as you do, Kyle. And, you know, I I was a law enforcement officer for 23 years. Uh, I know many cops, as you do, and nobody gets up in the morning and says, you know what, I'm going to go kill somebody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice everything. I'm going to sacrifice my family, my home, my reputation, because I want to go out there and kill somebody. And I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that think that way, that think cops get up and all they want to do is go out there and kill people. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't bad apples out there. Of course there are. But I, I just get sick and tired of this crap where – yeah, I mean, cops just go, are going out there, just killing people randomly. First, there's no statistical informa- data out there anyway, anywhere to support that. But I, I just get irritated about that, man.
1: The FBI data, um, it, it supports the opposite of that argument. It, it shows just the opposite. You know, if we look back historically, the whole "hands up, don't shoot" thing it was a load of crap. It was a lie. It was a lie. <laughs> lie. And yet the media has embraced that. The Black Lives Matter movement was arguably founded on lies. And so, you know, this isn't one of the problems that I think we have in society right now, too, is that social media and the mainstream media Are trying to divide us based on color. Mm -hmm. Listen, my my dad's side of the family, man, is all Puerto Rican. They are they are darker than the middle of the night. And when we were raised, we weren't taught to see color. It just wasn't a thing for us. We we decided to judge people, but we judged you whether or not you were an asshole. Very big difference. And so, but we have the media now and the social media um, giants are trying to create this divide between us and putting law enforcement in the middle of it. And in doing so, we're changing the narrative in a very dangerous way. Well, and you bring up a good point before, Kyle, is the
0: attrition rates uh, are through the roof with law enforcement. People are not getting into it like they were when I got into it over two decades ago. They're not flocking. Now, I can only speak to in, in my area, but I talk to, again, a lot of people, and they're, like you said, why would they get into this job? If they're, I mean, we've always been under the microscope, but today it is ridiculous.
1: We get calls every single day from agencies that are looking for help with recruiting. I mean, we got a call yesterday from an agency that is down 700 officers. 700 officers! I mean, that's a lot of people who who are just saying, screw it, right? Like it's, they lost a lot of guys to retirement as things started to go south. And, you know, I think it's it's fair to make the argument that we started seeing a big shift under the Obama administration. Um, We've seen a, a change of the guard. I think that we have a president right now who very clearly loves and supports law enforcement. But we also have to understand what's happening in the national spotlight where we are now seeing... Um, We're seeing politicians who are drawing a divide and trying to pit local and federal law enforcement against each other. You have mayors and governors who are saying, not only can local law enforcement not cooperate with federal law enforcement or with ICE, but you've got ICE employees who are coming under attack Mm -hmm. who are calling 911 for help, and the mayor in Portland, Oregon, is saying, nope, absolutely not. Our officers cannot respond to that. (laughs) Like, screw that. We now have a problem where we have officers who took an oath to serve and protect, and who are now being put in a position where they're either being forced to violate that oath that they took or lose their ability to provide for their families. Everybody's okay with this. Now, I mean, don't even get me started on the whole red flag confiscation, because now we start having a, a bigger problem at scale where we have laws that are being passed locally or at the state level that are unconstitutional. Now, they're unconstitutional according to our perception of them, right? They have not yet been tested constitutionally in the United States Supreme Court. However we have laws that are being passed that are very clearly creating a crisis for law enforcement. And now you're going to take people who have been hardcore supporters of law enforcement and put them in a position where they have an issue with government legislation that's being passed. And who's it going to be taken out on and out on cops. We're going to lose more good men and women who are going to be killed by putting guys in this situation. We have a really big problem on our hands. Yeah. And to piggyback what you
0: said about you, not only do you have some politicians out there slamming the police, you got idiots like Bill Mara, uh, Bill Mayer out there saying that. Uh, and I, it, this is on the Law Enforcement Today site for those of you who want to see this article, uh, that the blue line stuff has got to go away. Right. You know, just slamming law enforcement, and, that, and that's something that I guess has been out there for a long time. With you know these idiot celebrities thinking they know something and they have to chime in, but yeah, they need to go away. But a lot of people listen
1: to those people, Kyle. Well, you know, here's, uh, I had, I've, I've changed on this a little bit. I'm trying to become a better person. I, <laughs> I, I went through a phase where I really believed that there was a good number of people out there who were just dumb sheep who just would go along with whatever they saw. But what I've come to believe now is that one of the problems that we have is that people do not have relationships with law enforcement. They Their relationships may have been limited to getting pulled over and you know maybe running into someone who's had a, a lousy day and they ended up yelling at them or getting a ticket. They just don't have a personal relationship with them. And then when you see the liberal elite who are slamming law enforcement left and right, when you see... The media that is manipulating statistics. I mean, L.A. Times just put out an article saying one of the leading causes of death in young men is cops killing black men. It's a lie. No data to support it. They said one in a thousand young men is being murdered by police officers. It was BS. It was completely factually inaccurate. And we have the data to back it. And yet the media just puts that out there as being gospel. And people who don't have any experiences to fall back on rely on that and it begins to control their narrative, not because they're bad people, not because they would otherwise hate law enforcement, but because they have nothing to fall back on. And all that they're seeing blasted in their face on mainstream media and social media is this false narrative that the police are bad and killing people. And so I don't think that we have bad people. I think that we have people who are being overwhelmed by false information. And I
0: agree, you know, to that. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, you know, maybe they're not bad people, but wouldn't, you know, a logical person, you, me, I mean, I know I would, I would say, okay, this is what one side is saying. Why don't we go and we go look on the other side to see what they're
1: saying? Because there's always two sides of the story, right? But there aren't. And that's the problem that we have right now. There aren't two sides because we all live in an echo chamber. I log on to Facebook right now. I'm going to be completely candid with you, man. All the content in my Facebook feed, it's all conservative content. I'm not getting served up crap from CNN or, or ABC News because I made the decision as to whom I was going to follow and what sources I was going to trust. I am even in an echo chamber being someone who works you know, in the, the media on a daily basis, and so you would think that a person would do that. But we also, there have been a number of studies that have come out that have shown that we have no time. Now it's not like all of a sudden we're all working 20 hour work days. Our time, which is our most valuable asset is being squandered away on gamification and Facebook on our phone Mm -hmm. and Snapchat and everything. And so we, you see a piece of data, you see an article, you see a perspective And in the past, we might have taken time to vet that out a little bit more thoroughly and do some research, but we have zero attention span right now. And so that all just gets indexed in the back of our mind and people aren't doing their due diligence to research things in advance.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I never thought of it that way because we are just so locked in to what we want to see, like you said, because we don't have the time. And I know on my feeds, like you said, it's conservative. But occasionally, I do look at you know CNN and other stuff because I want to know what the other side
1: is saying. So, usually, screaming at television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's bad, man. You combine free drinks in the American Express lounge with a forget it. It's game over. I can't believe I haven't been escorted out of the airport yet.
0: So, what do you think, Kyle? Your your opinion. You've been doing this for a while now. Again, a lot of you talk to a lot of people. Do you think we're at a point? Where there's just no going back, you know, and I hate to sound pessimistic, but we're, this is the trend. This is where we're going. It's going to be like this and probably get worse down the road.
1: So I have two opposing perspectives on this. The first, um, we might as well go political first. Politically speaking, we are seeing a monumental and fundamental shift in what is happening to law enforcement. Um, we had a guy on our new show, Law Enforcement Today, the newscast yesterday, Ray Hassett, great guy, deep, deep, deep undercover for years. He's now a trainer. And he pointed out that it's all on the table right now, racist, sexist homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic. These aren't necessarily things anymore. They're cards that you play. And so anytime an officer does anything, even if it had nothing to do with any of those isms, they're immediately investigated for that because somebody's thrown a flag on the play saying, oh, he arrested that woman. Well, he's sexist. That person was black or Hispanic. He's racist. Mm -hmm. And so these guys are fighting for their jobs on a daily basis. And you have Politicians who have not only given up supporting law enforcement but are openly against them. You have idiots running for office right now on the platform of decriminalizing illegal immigration, decriminalizing uh, all drugs, uh, open borders. Like, what is happening right now? And so politically, I have some major concerns about that. Um, What that leads to, it leads to more attacks on law enforcement. The only good thing, not that there would ever be any good thing coming out of that, but I do think that we will see more support and resources given to law enforcement. So a few years ago, we saw the military surplus program. Um, I I think that that was effective to a degree. I also think it was ineffective in the sense that a lot of departments took whatever they could get their hands on and then had nothing to do with it. Um, and the the local regulations prevent them from being able to sell those products and use that money towards uh, growing their agency. But I think what we'll start seeing are more grants for things like ballistic vests um, for better safety gear for these guys. I think it's going to take the look of being something more along the lines of a wearable. So a ballistic vest isn't going to look like a ballistic vest. We're going to see things that look a lot more subdued. I think we'll see that on the political side of things. Now, on the civilian side of things, regardless of what happens in 2020, which I hope we continue to make America great again. That's my shameless plug for, for his daddy. But I think that regardless of what happens in 2020, Trump nailed it when he talked about the silent majority. I really believe that the vast majority of Americans support law enforcement and stand behind them, but they're afraid to. We get emails and messages from people all the time who tell us that they're afraid to put a thin blue line sticker on their car to show support for law enforcement because they're afraid that their damn car is going to get keyed. And so we I think that the silent majority is actually going to continue to grow Um, you know, what that looks like in the end, will people stand up and fight for law enforcement? Will people physically defend them? I hope so. Yeah, it's just, I just cannot, I never,
0: in in 20-something years, I was on the job. Uh, It was bad at times, Kyle, but I never thought we would be at a point where we're at right now or you can't even put a damn thin blue line sticker on your car, you know, because you're afraid that it's going to get, you know, you're going to get attacked by a mob. Your your car is going to get damaged. I, it's just unbelievable to me.
1: I was in Portland, Oregon, on an assignment a couple of weeks ago.
0: Oh, exciting vacation land! Portland. Did you run into any Antifa guys?
1: So funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my my team is thrilled. But when I fly, I like to wear. I have a, a tank top that I wear that says "God, Guns, and Trump." Um, I wear my Make America Great Again hat. I have my first tactical uh, tactical bag that I carry, and it's got my patches with my thin blue line flag and everything. And they say, you know, why, why would you fly like that? You're just going to make enemies. Well, the way that I look at it is when I sit down on an airplane, we fly southwest usually, one of two things happens. That middle seat either remains completely empty or I make a friend because it's one of us. Um, we show up in Portland, we get off the plane, we get the car rental, we get to the hotel, we're walking in, and a woman points at my shirt, she points at my hat, and she walks up to me and gives me a big hug, and she goes, welcome, brother. <laughs> in Portland? Wow. I was like, you're obviously not from around here. She's like, nope, nope, I'm definitely not. <laughs> um, and it's so sad, because that's the image that at least, and I know it's
0: wrong to have, because not everybody thinks like Antifa, obviously, or anything, or any of these other
1: idiots. But that's the image that Portland has out there now for most people. Totally. And uh, Portland is is an extreme, but it's also in some ways a microcosm. We were out there doing some work on the homeless crisis out there. Um, you know, the homeless crisis can be, is, and should be an apolitical topic. And yet, Everything in society right now is politically charged. All on the table, man. You could you could be like, Oh man, I love cheesecake with cherries on it, and people would be like, uh, let me tell you something about Trump. <laughs> How did we you can't even and again it comes down to the media and it comes down to us being on social media. You know, a lot of this I'm gonna sound like can I sound like a conspiracy theory? Go ahead, go ahead. So I really believe that a lot of this is by design. And I'll tell you why. So last January, now we monitor trends on social media. Last, I believe it was last January, Zuckerberg came out and said, we're going to get away from uh, what Facebook has turned into and we're going back to the roots of it. The roots of it being they were going to stop serving up um, organic or or non-paid, non-sponsored content from businesses and pages and groups. And they were going to start serving up more content from your friends and family. Well, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Well, here's the thing, man. We hate our friends and family. And so think about it like this for a second. You have Joey, who sits in the cubicle next to you. Now, you don't know a lot about Joey. Joey seems like a decent guy. He's quiet. He does his thing. His work is decent. And then one day, Joey adds you as a friend on Facebook. What are you going to do? You're going to not accept Joey. You sit next to the freaking guy every day. So you accept Joey. And then you very quickly realize that Joey thinks that Nancy Pelosi is the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's a vegan. Defriend Joey. (laughs) Well, right. So what do you to do? You're going to defriend him? No, you just don't want to see his crap. And you actually start to hate him. And this is – Facebook has created these divides with like our siblings. You realize that your sibling moved to you know, uh, Austin, Texas or L.A. and became one of them. Or, or on the flip side, they're super conservative and they're proud of it. And now you hate your sister. You hate your brother. And so – What we did was we're on Facebook and we're like, oh, I like the New York Yankees. I like the New York Giants. I I like, I don't know, God forbid, Starbucks and Fox News, whatever it is. So we click like on all of these things because we want to see what's going on. We want more information from those companies. And now Facebook said, well, all those things you said you want to see, we're not going to show you them. We're going to show you all the stuff that you hate. Like we didn't have a 15-year class reunion because Facebook grew in the class reunion because yep. we realized that all those people that we saw in high school who we thought were jackasses we like we really hate them now they show us Every single day, they're baby poop in the diaper and, and they're, I mean, crazy stuff. And so Facebook has created this divide. Now, what does that have to do with law enforcement? Everything. It has to do with the fact that we know things about people now that we never would have known 20 years ago. And if we can get off social media and sit down with our neighbor and have a natty light beer around a campfire wearing a hoodie in the fall, that person whose social media taught us to hate we might just actually get along with
0: them again. Yeah, it's just amazing, you know. And again, then never thought we would. You know, so people have disagreements. P- people might not like a certain political figure, or the law enforcement, but it seems like you just can't even have a civil discussion with people who are anti what you believe in now without it growing into some brawl or people getting hurt or I mean, it's just crazy. Maybe it's always been like that, but it
1: seems like it's gotten a lot worse. Civil discourse is dead. Civil discourse um, it is going to continue to take a beating because now everything that you say is not just under the microscope, but if somebody doesn't like it, they're going to go after your family, your career, your company. People are ruthless, and it is getting ugly out there.
0: Yeah, and, and like my family, my family, you know, there's some members that I, I love, but they lean to the left. I lean to the right, but we can sit around bullshit and have a beer and have fun and all, you know, be cool with each other in the end. <laughs> I mean, of course, they're drinking shitty gluten-free. Exactly. <laughs> so, tell us what's next. What's next for law enforcement today? a Huge publication. Uh, I have the honor and privilege of writing some articles for them. What's next for silent mar- uh, partner marketing? I know you got whiskey patriots. Can you can you talk about that for a minute, brother?
1: Yeah. So, truth be told, man, we merged whiskey patriots enforcement today. Okay. Cool. There was just such overlap there, and we decided to really focus our resources on bridging the gap between civilians. And so, as an agency, we're blessed to be in a position where we only take on clients that that fit our um, mindset of patriotism and and doing the right thing. And so, our real focus is on growing law enforcement. Today, it is now the largest online home of law enforcement and supporters and it is so exciting man we get emails every single day i'm gonna get a little choked up just thinking about this we we get emails every single day from people talking about how articles or videos that we put out there saved lives Mm -hmm. literally pulled them back from taking their own lives um We work with concerns of police survivors very closely through law enforcement today and was blessed to be at their trauma conference in uh, Chicago last November. We'll be back there again this year. We were at National Police Week with them this year, and we were interviewing the survivors of officers killed in the line of duty. And it's it's tough. They are tough stories to tell. It is incredibly painful to have a five-year-old tell you that she just wants to tell her uncle one more time that she loved him yeah. or to have a, a wife break down and tell you about the time that she had to tell her one and three-year-old daughters that daddy was never coming home and it it changes you man mm-hmm. it breaks you a little bit in a way that I think we sort of need to be broken. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to remember why we do what we do. And so as we saw social media reach be throttled um, for pro-law enforcement content, we decided to launch a platform to bring together um, patriotic Americans and the businesses that support them. So it's called Let Unity, uh, letunity.com. And it's basically like uh, people are dubbing it the Netflix of the law enforcement community. We have four or five hundred videos up there right now that are everything from incredible interviews with officers who have been wounded in the line of duty. uh, You know, incredible veterans, SEALs, Marines, tremendous nonprofit organizations. We've just got some really amazing content out there. Uh, it's seven bucks a month or 75 bucks a year. And that annual membership, you get some bonus gifts with it. But all of the money, all of the profits get reinvested back into telling these stories. Because I'll be candid, it's it's expensive to travel and to do the cinematography for this. So we just put all of those proceeds back into giving these incredible women and men, a platform and a home to have their voices told. So we've got that. Um, We've got some really exciting stuff coming up on the training side of things for law enforcement. Um, There's just, there's so much going on, man, that I can't even talk about just yet. But I would just encourage people to, to check it out and keep following law enforcement today because it's, things are about to get very cool. Yeah.
0: And it's so refreshing, like I said at the beginning, brother, to have people like you out there because in this time, you know, you know, Kyle. I mean, a lot of law enforcement out there feel beaten down. They don't feel supported, uh, and I know, like we talked about, a lot of people support them. But it's yep. like I said, it's so refreshing to have law enforcement today out there. You know, LAT Unity, Silent Partner Marketing, all these groups out there that really, you know really show that we do care about our brave men and women out there protecting us every day, whether it's military or law enforcement. So thank you, brother, for, for doing, again, what you're doing out there. And I know it's a collective effort. I know it's just not you. It's a team. But thank you for what you're doing out there, you and the team.
1: I'm just the good looks and charming. <laughs> and that's all. the underwear model for law enforcement today. i Thin blue line, male thong. No, God forbid. Way to destroy our audience and this podcast. How's that for a wrap up?
0: <laughs> well, brother, much success to you, Kyle, and thank you so much, brother, for coming back on the show. Always a pleasure. Whatever we can do, please let me know. And uh, have a great day, brother.
1: You too. God bless you all, and God bless America.
0: All right, brother. Take care.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the CJ Evolution Podcast. For more strategies for self-improvement and resources based on today's episode, be sure to head to cjevolution.com. You can also connect to Patrick directly on social media at Pat underscore Fitzgibbons with any questions, comments, or concerns. We look forward to helping you find more personal success on the next episode of the CJ Evolution Podcast.